It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello and welcome to episode 106, Talk About It, of the Purple Pants Podcast. I serve as your humble and oh-so-gracious host, Bryce Isaiah. Welcome, welcome. How everybody been doing? What it do? What's up, Purple Pants Posse? Welcome to all of our first-time listeners, okay? Baby boy is hype and excited this week because, listen... As I'm recording this episode, I'm also packing my bags because baby boy is on vacation. Talk about it. Okay, I ain't never been so hyped to put my out of office uh, join on the email. Okay, listen, I am out of the office. You can send the email if you want, but I won't get it until I get back. Okay, so yes, I am really excited. I'm taking a trip and, um, you know, I I don't know. If you guys are like this, but when I pack for a trip, it seems like I be bringing I, like I and I'm really trying to do better, but I just bring so many clothes. I feel like I need options. You know, I feel like if the sun out today, then I could wear this outfit. And if it's not out, I could wear this outfit. Child, I need an outfit for the plane. I need an outfit for when I get off the plane. I need an outfit when I wake up. I, I just I'm really trying to this trip only bring I'm going for about five days uh but i'm really only trying to bring like three outfits and just rotate them uh you know listen okay i'm trying to pack light but it's so hard i don't know if any of you guys are like that um and also for me i gotta clean my house because it's nothing better than coming home from a vacation and your house already clean so baby boy been cleaning up the house and packing. So I'm really excited. Okay. I'm off. I am off. Turn that work phone off. Okay. Unavailable. Unavailable. But listen, if you have not already, please make sure you have subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcast from. Bay Bay, we is in there. Hit that subscribe button. Write a review. Write a review. Write a review. Write a review. Okay, let me just say it a couple of times. Cause listen, sometimes I feel like y'all don't hear me. Cause you know, baby boy likes to read the reviews. I ain't seen a review in a while. Okay. Make sure you give your baby boy those five stars. And yes, so I'm all packed. Well, I'm lying. I'm not all packed because I feel like right before I go, I got to do a run through because there's nothing worse than getting in the car, driving to the airport and you like, Oh, I forgot this for me. Is always the accessories And depending on how important accessories are Baby boy might have to make that U-turn Also Wanted to give you a quick update On the fungi genets um, So I told you I took some of the infected plants Out of the house Put them in my backyard oasis And literally since I took those plants out No genets in the house 
Okay, listen. That, okay, y'all don't understand. Um, I do have sad news to report that my heart of palm plant rested soul. It did not make it uh, when I put it outside and I checked on it a couple of days. Um, I like just tugged on it and baby, <laughs> it just said, put me out my misery. So I did have to get rid of that. However, my original heart of palm is blooming and I cut a piece off and I am propagating one of those. So hopefully, you know, we can come back. And as I'm like checking the plants outside, I really don't see any of the genets. And so I'm really trying to figure out like, are the fungi genets only really an indoor house problem? Like, do they like to be indoors and not outdoors? So I'm going to keep them outside for the rest of the summer and I'm going to bring them back in. Fingers crossed. Um, and I've got some repotting to do because I told y'all, um, shout out to Miss Amy and my mom. They really be like, all right, did you do this? Do you do that? And my mom bought me like 20 pounds of new soil. So I still have it in my car. I took it off my car. So when I get back, I'm going to be repotting. And doing a whole bunch of little other stuff. But again, did I tell y'all baby boy on vacation? Oh, vacation lesson. I am woo. And for me, again, I am just more excited the the next morning when I get to my destination and I wake up in that bed and I don't gotta log on to the computer. I don't gotta answer it all like that. For me, it's like I don't even care what I do. I do have like a pretty rigorous itinerary because I'm going with my friend and my friend always likes to Listen, I'm the friend. Whatever you want to do, I do. Okay. You want to go out and explore? That's fine. Uh, however, I also could be, you know, we could travel a hundred hours. I still just sit up in the hotel room and lay down. Okay. Listen, that's just, I, I could go either way, whatever you want to do. So we have a lot of things planned. And so, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm just, again, I am really excited to like be on my first trip since this whole panorama. Um, you know, normally, uh, outside of, COVID and everything, I probably would mm, vacation four to five times a year. I would leave the country two to three times a year. So I'm just really excited to uh, get on out of here. So if I say it a lot, okay, come on, talk about it because I'm going to talk about it. So I will gladly report back to the posse when I get back. And I listen, follow that Instagram because you know, baby boy, going to be listen. I'm going to be documenting my trip all over the place. Okay. I got some cute outfits. Well, maybe I don't know because I don't know if I'm gonna bring them or not. But yeah, I um, I'm just really excited. However, come on, talk about it, spicy, Brycey. I'm even more excited for this podcast episode. I got when I tell y'all, I got a juicy, juicy, juicy episode for you guys this week. We have the church announcements. I've got two church announcements, and then guess what? I got the ooh, come on, ah, uh-uh, come on with the bell, come on. I got the baby boy Amon back, and let me just tell y'all, this uh, segment with Amon is um, we talk about some like deep things, we talk about some fun things, uh, but I really felt like while we were recording. I forgot we was even podcasting. I just, we was just kikiing it up. So we definitely talk about Nicki Minaj and her husband, Kevin Petty, getting sued. We talk about the new DC comic, Robin. We talk about the new Jeopardy host, baby. We talk about Destiny's Child. And we get in Aman gives us the update on the cookout on Big Brother. So you definitely do not want to miss that. And you know, we got the freak of the week. So listen, come on, talk about it. Talk about it. So listen, without further ado, Let's get into these church announcements. But wait, 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 wait. 
Did I say I'm on vacation? Ah! On this week's church announcements, I've got two announcements for you. The first announcement is, listen, set your DVRs this Tuesday, August 31st. My girl, Jatia, HGTV, she is going to be on House Hunters. The cat is out the bag, so I am so excited we get to watch Jatia and her beautiful family as they search for a new home over there in Chicago. Okay, I knew about it. I was excited. So I'm so happy that we get to watch. So make sure you set your DVRs. Let's support our sister, Jatia. And next on the church announcements, I had wanted to share like this epiphany that I had. And I took to Twitter earlier this week and I was sharing about this challenge that I started with myself. Um, so anytime, little backstory, anytime like I take a nap or before I go to sleep, I try to like not necessarily like meditate, but I like to like pray and I like to just like reflect on a lot of different things. And I earlier this week, I had noticed while I was doing that before I was taking a nap, a little midday nap. Some people take lunches. I take a little 30, 45 minute nap. Um, I just was like going through a lot of different things in my head. And I realized in like my head, I'm so negative about myself. Like I'm really like hard on myself and I really don't speak positively about myself and I was like that's not normal um and I feel like a lot of us can do that and so I started this challenge with myself that anytime I have a negative thought or I um don't say anything like you know flattering about myself I really want to meet that thought with a positive thought and I'm like oh my god this would be so easy baby let me just tell y'all it's uh, a lot. It's hard. And it really was eye opening for me that I'm like, wow, I am really hard on myself. And I think that it's important that we talk about it in the sense that we really have to, if we want to do anything, if we want to accomplish things, if we want to see better for our life, it starts with us. And I really was not aware of how negative I, I was until like I literally was just like sitting and thinking about it. And so I really have been, y'all know, I'm on a journey to a better brand. And I think that this is something that a lot of us do to ourselves unconsciously. Um, I know when I tweeted about this, I know someone had even tweeted me and was like, you know, I definitely this resonates with me. And she was sharing with me in the DMs about how she is really hard on herself with parenting. And, you know, she doesn't give herself a lot of credit. And I'm like, yes, this is the perfect example. Like, you know, anytime we think something negative, like, oh, I'm not doing a great job parenting. Nope. We got to turn it around. And instantly, I think that we have to do better and speak positively about ourselves. And so I've really been trying this week and it's been so hard because it's so often and it could be like the littlest things. It's like, you know, I could be walking past the mirror today. I'm like, oh, if I look ugly today. And I'm like, nope, actually go back to that mirror, look at it and tell yourself you are a king and listen. 
you somebody future husband. You got to speak it into existence. I'm, I've been literally like saying to myself, like I am preparing myself for a financial blessing. I'm preparing myself for a career blessing. I'm preparing myself for just any and everything. I'm preparing myself for a husband. Um, and you know, really like speak it and meet any of those negative thoughts that you have with something positive. And I have to catch myself a lot of the times. It's so crazy. I was like on the phone with my friend Sarah the other day and I just, I blurted out something negative. I was like, Oh, I'm not, I, I stopped mid sentence and I changed it. I changed the trajectory. And I think that it's important for us to do that. And it's important for us to be aware how hard we can be on ourselves. Like we have to have some compassionate concern for ourselves. We have to show ourselves love. And it starts from within, even if we don't say it out loud, even if it's like, you know, the chatter in our mind, like we got to turn that talk around. And so I am imploring my purple pants posse this week. When you listen to this episode, whether you like it or not, guess what? You in this challenge with me because we go together. And, I, you know, whether it's meeting your gym goals, whether if it's like you don't like the way that you look like, nope, tell yourself you're beautiful. Whether you, you want to lose these 30 pounds, well, guess what? Where you are today, you still are amazing and we can get to that goal. You looking to buy a house, you know, oh, there's no houses that I can afford. Nope. We going to find a house that we can afford. We, you know, it's just so many little things. Oh, I ain't like what I cooked today. Nope. But guess what? I'm blessed that I was able to eat. We really have to turn it around. And so I really just wanted to make the church announcements to really encourage us to speak positively, to speak love, to speak light into ourselves, because it really does matter. Words have power. Casualty, T, T, back with the casualty, T, T, but da 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 yes! We are back. I feel like we took a summer hiatus and we are back with the casualty with Aman and B. Welcome back to the podcast, to the casualty, Aman. What's going on? Oh my gosh, I missed you, Bryce. I missed doing all of this. I'm so excited to be back. Yes, I feel like it's uh, we have a juicy week too. Uh, But yeah, no, I was like, oh my God, we haven't, you know, connected. But you know, that's how life goes the way the, first of all, summer practically over. Over. We're like, I feel like it's winter already. Like I feel and like I'm just pissed about it. Like God damn! Like where where did the time go? I feel like we just got to summer, and now it's already like late August. What right. happened? It, like where did it go? Which is why I always tell people I'm always so excited when spring comes because in my mind I just have to pretend spring is the summer because that's the only way to like make summer last. Is if like soon as spring hits you just pretend it's summer. Feel like you know in the summertime I'm in my Daisy Dukes and the tank top and flip flops in March because that's just what you have to do uh, in order for the spring summer to last. And you also need to include part of fall in your summer so that way you get a big chunk because the summer literally flies by in a second 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm going to have to start doing that too because it really just, it goes, and, and you know, we still technically have an entire month left. Summer does not end until September 21st. So, you know, we still got some time left, but it just be going by so fast. I mean, I think it'd be easier for me to do the thing that you do in March if it weren't so damn cold still in March over here because <laughs> the, the frost we might still, still be coming. We still get snowstorms, right. Right. But, you know, definitely the minute that we break that, uh, that cold streak next year, the minute it's like 60 degrees, I'm like, yes, summertime. Show me where you at. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now show me where you at. Yes. So what have you been up to these last couple of weeks we haven't chatted? Oh, my gosh. I have been just like, I mean, I, I went to my sister's wedding. I think we talked about that already. Yes. And then... um uh, it's just been like a bunch of work and uh, Big Brother stuff going on, which we'll talk about later on. Yes. And uh, planning trips. Like, I know that you're going on vacation soon. Yes. Ouch here, okay? I'm also, like, I have a few things that I'll, I'll be doing later on. I'm not leaving the country, but I am. I don't know if I'm going to be going to the music festival, actually, because the way that the Delta variant is set up, I don't know. It might get, end up getting canceled. But yeah, I've just been living my life, just, you know, making plans and. Yeah, it's been sort of a whirlwind of just yes. like work and play. What uh, what music festival? Firefly. Oh, wait, no. No, that's not the festival that like people was trapped on the island, is it? No, bitch. That's, <laughs> that's Fire Festival. Oh, no, my Fire ass festival. was not. I did not have no 15K to just throw at a weekend to pretend that I'm freaking Kylie Jenner or something. No, that, that was that was Fire Festival. Uh, or, yeah, Fire Festival. Firefly is actually really close by. It's in the woodlands in Dover, um, uh, Delaware. Oh, so it's like literally just a few miles away. Um, it's I went all the way back in 2014. It was a really good time. I went with some college friends. You know, you just sort of like just a roughing it in the woods for like four months, just waking up every day and four months, or, or four days. Sorry, <laughs> can you imagine? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I was like, oh my god! <laughs> That's some survivor shit. That's a long four. festival. <laughs> yes. Uh, did you um? Did you see? the documentary of the fire uh, oh, I saw both what, I saw the, both oh okay Netflix and yeah, I, for me it was like when they were like taking those pads from like the thing and like people like the pillows and the pads when like people had nothing to go with I I don't know why whenever I think of that I always think of like that scene where they were like fighting over like the the, the pillow cushions yep they said it was literally like Hunger Games that yes. night. And as soon as the lights went out, everybody oh. was just like fending for themselves. Just had to get what you could get. The thing, the, the thing that's the most baffling for me about that is like the fact that they're listing out all of the failures that they've had up until now. Oh, this person dropped out. Oh, this artist dropped out. Oh, this artist dropped out. Oh, and y'all still going. Actually, and he's still going. Like the uh, guests are arriving in the next day, and he's still like, okay, we'll do this. Okay, okay, we'll do this instead. All right, all right. Well, order some more of those beds. Oh, make sure the water gets in here. I'm like, you gotta stop. And he just mm. stop. It's and no, mental illness. Mm. It's mental and, illness. <laughs> and no one stopped him. Like all of those people that were around him, like this thing. First of all, I would have been on the first jet smoking. Like you know what? I ain't even. I ain't even about to. Like uh, we ain't even about to do this. But shout out to that. I think in the documentary. I think she was in both documentary. Uh, that black queen who was like the manager, the one that owns the restaurant. Yes. Like mm-hmm. shout out to her. She was like the real MVP um, of that all because like she did what. She did the best that she could do given the situation. So shout out to her. 
Yeah, I hope she got paid. I hope she got her money. Uh, um, I, I think at the end of that uh, documentary, said the balance was still due. I don't think that uh, he paid her. I hope that she got paid for her appearances in the documentary. Yeah, she better have gotten a pay for that at least that, yeah. So, uh, let's get into the casual tea. We got like a juicy menu uh, for you guys this week. And the first person that we have on our tea is... Nicki Minaj and her husband Kevin Petty now I'll say this disclaimer you know I'm not a huge Nicki Minaj fan um, in the essence that you know with the beef with her and little Kim I felt as though I chose the side of little Kim and so it's always been difficult for me uh, because like of course Nicki's got hits you know so you can't deny her so I always be like rapping her parts like under my breath like I hope Lil' Kim doesn't hear me uh, but <laughs> <laughs> like you know like that's you I, walking around scared of Lil' Kim <laughs> I'm like oh did she hear me okay um, Trey can we get some more Trey um, a bottle of rosé okay yes so you know you, you know Nikki is undoubtedly the the current queen of rap well maybe I don't know maybe it's up between her and Cardi um, but anyway Nikki we know she was in a very public relationship with a Philly rapper Meek Mill um, it did not end well and soon after that like she had got together with a I don't know if it was a childhood or high school sweetheart Kevin Petty um, and they're together they're married they've got an adorable son now and um, after Kevin got with Nikki uh, you know if you get with anyone famous people gonna do their due diligence to figure out who the hell you are and you know it was a lot of things on Kevin Petty's past like he is a convicted sex offender um, and he also has like possible like murder charges on his record and it's interesting because with this uh, alleged well I shouldn't even say alleged but like you know the story is that when he was 15 uh, there was a young lady by the name of Jennifer Huff and she says she was on her way to school and Kevin uh Kevin approached her with a knife uh to the in her back and was like come with me and allegedly like sexually assaulted her and you know from the moment that it happened she went to school she told the police the police got involved and he was charged and convicted and did time and a part of the plea deal that he took was that for the rest of his life he has to register as a sex offender and it gets a little bit more complicated once he got with Nicki Minaj and with Nicki Minaj becomes wealth and becomes his ability to travel like he wasn't able to travel before and when when she was pregnant had their son I believe they had it in California and he was living in California and he did not register in California so that just kind of started this legal uh, drama with Nikki and her husband. Now, throughout that, there have been countless blogs that have been reporting on this young lady named Jennifer. And recently, as of like last week, Jennifer and her attorney filed a lawsuit against Nicki Minaj for uh, directly and indirectly intimidating her. And I believe the charges that I just want to read the actual charges. What is it? Um, Of course, I can't find it. But so (laughs) and I was prepared this week. Um, Or no, it's, uh, you know, stalking and harassment. Now, Jennifer alleges that Nikki uh, directly and indirectly reached out to her 
and uh, basically offer her $20,000 to recant her statement. Um, not only twenty five, she offered her $20,000 $20, and a cameo video for her daughter with Nicki Minaj saying happy birthday. Oh, girl. And so this is alleged in the court documents. Um, and so at the time, you know, Jennifer says that she actually had a fit, like a phone conversation with Nikki. Um, and Nikki was like, hey, I heard that you want to help our situation and want to recant the story. Um, and allegedly Jennifer is like, Nikki, I need for you to know that this actually happened. Um, and through that, uh, Jennifer alleges that uh, then Nicki Minaj's camp got in contact with Jennifer's brother. And you know how sometimes family ain't shit. And, you know, offered the brother and the family $500,000 for her to recant her statement. Um, and, you know, I don't know whether or not if the brother actually like somewhat entertained this. But, you know, Jennifer has been sticking with her story like I am not going to recant my statement. This is something that happened to me, whether or not you believe it or not this is something that happened to me uh jennifer also alleges that she's had to move several times due to the barbs and people that she believes that is associated with Nicki minaj harassing her coming to her home um and you know i i believe that i also know that there was on queen radio um Maybe like a year ago, Nicki Minaj went on Queen Radio and really kind of like charged the barbs up telling Kevin's side of the story, um, basically saying that, you know, Jennifer and Kevin were a couple and that like they had this dispute. And then she alleged that she was sexually assaulted and that, you know, they just took her side of the story and that, you know, Kevin didn't have seven thousand dollars at the time to get uh, an appropriate lawyer um, alleges that, like, you know, because they're from the hood who has seven thousand dollars and that like this is just really a, a misuse of the criminal justice system. And so from there, of course, you know, the barbs are like, you know how the barbs are. They like the beehive. They don't play. And so there have been relentless online attacks of Jennifer uh, questioning her character and all of this other stuff. And she alleges that, like, you know, she has had to move several times. Um, And I just for me, I feel like. I understand, Nikki, that's your husband. You're going to stick beside him. But at the same time, like here, this young lady has her story has never changed <laughs> like you know your husband was arrested and convicted of this um and i i just feel like where is the empathy like the fact that like you now want her to recant her story essentially to make your life easier so now that you and your husband can travel as you know you somewhat please and the fact that like your husband doesn't have to register as a uh, a sex offender it, it it just is like I don't know for me it's just like g- g- girl the privilege of you to like you know want to make this go away so you're offering money to this young lady and not only that you only started with $20,000 like you've got millions of dollars mm-hmm. and this is what you are essentially want to offer this young lady to then for to basically for her to say that I'm a liar right yeah it's in like if she lies now then all of the other things that she said are going to come into question. So why would you want her to assassinate her own character for a measly 20K just so that your ashy ass husband can stroll where he pleases? Mm. It's one thing for 
for you to be in a relationship with this man because some time has passed. Maybe he's grown as a person, even though the bar, the standard would be low to begin with. Like, I don't know how much growing someone has to do in order for them not to, for them to realize that it's not okay to sexually assault people, but that's neither here nor there. It's one thing for you to be involved with this man, but it's like an entirely different thing for you to go around and ask this woman to essentially lie about something that she's been consistent with for years mm. way before you even were with this man and for what for what you were the person you should have done your vetting you should have done your proper vetting to be like if i get involved with somebody i need to make sure that this person they don't got to be perfect i'm not saying people can't have a past but this is definitely something that needs to be you need to you should have had a conversation about this a long time ago a way long time ago and if it was going to be worth it for you to sit here because now look now you got people dragging you through the mud because of your actions and you purposefully took you involved yourself in this it's not even like you tried to remain a neutral party you involved yourself in this you talked to this lady you offered her a cameo and <laughs> Nicki Minaj I mean I love you sis but ain't nobody's daughter trying to it's right. It's, this ain't this ain't ten years ago, sis. It's not like mm. I think. I, I think that her daughter will survive without a cameo from Nicki Minaj, right? And again, like you know, you just using your influence. And yes, like you know, uh, Jennifer is suing Nicki and her husband for intentional infliction of emotional distress, harassment, and witness intimidation. She's also suing Kevin for the <laughs> sexual assault in connection to the 1995 rape. Like, yeah, it's a lot. And for me. And of course, like, you know, Nikki has not addressed any of this. And of course, I'm sure it's legal, so you can't. But I, I, you know me, I be in the comments and, you know, people are like, Nikki would never stoop so low to do something like that. Like, I'm like, OK, All I right. get that that's your queen. But like, I think that Nikki Minaj has shown how like petty that she could be like look at like the interactions with her and little kim look at the interactions with her and cardi b look at the interactions with her and remy ma like i like i don't i don't believe any of these actions are beneath her like i believe that that's actually like you know that's some of the qualities of like nikki didn't she also try to portray this woman as like a white woman who jennifer Yes, like didn't, I, didn't Nikki try to say that this was a white woman and this was like a case of like a mm-hmm. white woman making, mm-hmm. like, you know, lying on a black man and then she had to come out and say, I'm actually not white, I'm biracial, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a black woman as well, like, and it was like, oh, okay, well now you're sitting here trying to like make this, uh, you know, a, a whole thing predicated mm-hmm. on race, which, you know. That is, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that white people don't lie on black people. That de- definitely does happen, but that wasn't necessarily the case in this situation. So it's right. like you're over here, really out here, bending over backwards to make this make sense for you and Mr. Your situation, Petty. right? And my whole thing is this is what I like. This is the thing that like frustrates me about the situation. Like Nikki, like you are supposed to be this woman empowerment. You're supposed to be all of this, and it's like, have you even ever had a conversation with this woman, Jennifer? Have you ever even heard her side of the story? Like you're essentially pillow talking with your husband and just taking his side of the story. Yep. And again, I get it. It's your husband. That's the child of your, like the father of your child. So you gonna ride out for him? But I, I really do feel like in this situation, sis. You gotta sit it out. You but actually. What's the, have, but what would be the motivation for this woman to lie? 
right, like, and her story's been consistent. Like, and For not years. to mention, and, and this happened in 1995. Like, you know, she, when it happened, she went to school, told the teachers, okay? And the police went to the house that it alleged, allegedly happened at, and he was arrested there. Like, and I, it I, wasn't I, even like, it wasn't even like this woman came out whenever you became, whenever like, right. you started dating. The internet did this. The internet drudged all of this up, found all this information on him, and then this woman was forced to come out and be like, that's not what happened, yada, yada, yada. I gotta get, my name has been dragged through the mud now, so now I gotta relive all my own trauma. Like, she right. wasn't even trying to be involved. The internet did this, which is, which again, Nikki, you should have done your proper vetting. Like, why would you want to be involved with somebody that has such a, a treacherous ass past? Mm. It's just, it just don't make no damn sense. Yeah. It don't. And I just, yeah. And then it's like, right. So imagine this young lady, Jennifer, is now have to be re-traumatized by the fact of like this sexual assault is now being brought up. So now you're traumatized by that. Then you got the barbs digging up your information. Then who's to say like, you know who Nikki is. So every time you're on the radio, any anytime you hear her, it's like re-triggering for her. Like, so I, I again, for me, it is, it's like astonishing the lack of empathy and compassion that Nikki Minaj has for this situation. And I, I believe that, you know, she's just getting information from one side. And again, I'm sure, I, I don't know what Kevin's, I'm sure whatever Kevin is feeding her, it's enough to her, for her to want to use her millions of millions of people platform to go on Queen Radio to talk about this like girl take a note from Beyonce and uh, let your private life be your private life even if the instantness is talking about it you don't have to address it yeah talking about it on Queen Radio is just like <laughs> right this woman See, has this, a, this is why Queen didn't do as well as maybe she would for it to have done and it's like because you make an interesting point about like the whole Kim little Kim thing as well I feel like and it's like this is kind of a separate point from all the shit with with Kevin Petty I feel like Nicki Minaj she came up in a time where she you know there really weren't a lot of other uh MCs Email, right, doing right. it she was like she kind of came up in you know in a, in a in a vacant space in a vacant lot, and then she was automatically pitted against Lil Kim. Kim. So it became it became this you know old school versus new school type deal, and it made her it, it it made her star even bigger. And of course, she had talent on her on her own to ride that, but it definitely raised her profile to be compared to somebody like Lil Kim, and. Then she spent all this time alone at the top, and now all of a sudden, when people like Hardy are coming up, I feel like the reason why like now her newer music isn't like you know the tea anymore is because y'all y'all did this like y'all made her this person that has to fight with somebody to get what to get what she wants, and now that and now that there are a bunch of newer and younger fans that don't necessarily know a lot about Nicki but know a lot about Cardi those are the people that were people my age when Nicki Minaj was coming up against Lil' Kim and so now the cycle is just continuing and it's just like y'all made this woman fight 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 and do all this all these antics and it's just like that's why her music is so unfocused now and it doesn't have the same flair that it did only a short measly 10 years ago and it's just like all the choices that she seems to be making now and I don't like you know I, I don't like you know casting judgments on people because we all go through life we all make decisions we all right. are trying to you know be out here living but at the same time Nikki come on like <sighs> This just doesn't seem like something that you need to even really be involved right. That in. you need to like at all. Like why? 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 Are you, why? But what's that? How did Monica song go? Funny how the tables turn, turn, <laughs> turn. And again, I don't. 
I don't want to make this like a whole Nicki Minaj, Little Kim thing because, like you know, I can go back and do the, I can I can give you the history. However, Little Kim has always said her story of why her and Nicki do not get along is that when Nicki was coming up, Nicki, uh, she idolized Kim, like you know, like any other girl, like you know, Kim is the originator of this form of rap, and Nicki and uh, Nicki and Kim were like somewhat friendly at the time. Nicki was signed mm-hmm. to Cash Money Records. Little Kim was in the works of Cash Money Records. There was definitely a dormant spot for female rappers for 10 years. And Little Kim was the reigning queen. However, she had gotten lazy in the sense of like, she hadn't really been putting out music. She had like, you know, Little Kim had her own legal woes that she was going through. But, you know, at the way that we pin women against each other in the music industry is that like, if you want the top spot, you got to go after the queen. And like, so there was, they had did a record together and it was supposed to be promoted in this big song and Little Kim alleges that they they did this because they wanted Kim to give Nikki the stamp of approval and Kim was like all about it like and then what happened was the song never came out they never shot this elaborate video that they said they were going to and then the next is when Nikki started blowing up and not only blowing up but she was wearing the colorful hairs like little Kim like very much so you there's countless memes that you can see of like every outfit every iconic outfit that little Kim has worn Nicki Minaj in some way shape or fashion has like recreated it and never really like giving the homage to Kim that Kim felt like she was due. Um, and then, like, there's just been countless rumors that, like, Nikki wanted to be the only female out. Nikki does not like competition. Nikki does not like, you know, which is why you hear these, like, these rumors of, like, her and Remy not getting along when they once got along and Remy confirming the fact that, like, Nikki does a lot of behind the, the scene-ish that is, like, really shady. Like, there is... um there is, uh, for instance, K. Michelle. I don't know why I'm giving you all of this history, but K. Michelle. I'm eating she it had, up. Yes, she had a uh, Does Anybody Want to Buy a Heart album. And her feature song on there was the rapper Meek Mill. And, you know, at that time, uh, K. Michelle was really friendly with Meek Mill's on, like, you online in the studio, wearing his chain, like, really supporting him. And that's the alleged time when uh, Nikki and Meek were, like, together, but nobody really knew about it. And uh, K. Michelle alleges that Nikki felt so much some type of way that the, the the beat or the song Anybody Wants to Buy a Heart, uh, Nikki took it back from K. Michelle. And that was supposed to be K. Michelle's feature song that the name of K. Michelle's album was Does Anyone Want to Buy a Heart? And so now, like, K. Michelle, like, how am I supposed to move forward with this album? You're stealing my title you're stealing my title track song to the album. Like, so there's just there's countless rumors of, like, Nikki being petty. Um, and I feel like just even in this situation, It feels like, you know, she's undermining this woman, Jennifer, and like, you know, trying to delegitimize what this woman went through all for the sake of you want to be able to like live this comfortable life and do as you please with your husband. However, sis, girl, this is the man that you married. So now his his burdens and woes are now yours. And you're going to have to ride this out like how anyone else would have to ride it out. Yep, I mean, and that's all there is to it. Like you, for better or for worse, bitch, and now you're in the worse. Like mm. <laughs> I don't know what you want us to say. Like you, you married, you married into this life, and that if this is the person that I mean, I, like, like you're Nicki Minaj. Like you could get any dude you wanted. Like you could have had Drake's corny ass fraud. It's trouble. Like. Ooh. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. And so the Barb's are alleging that there could be trouble in paradise. I know that on all of Nikki's like social media platforms, like uh, not like the actual name, but you know, like the subtitle to the name has been Mrs. Petty. And um, in the recent weeks, she has changed it back to Nicki Minaj. And so fans are alleging, could there be trouble in paradise or could Nicki just be gearing up for another album and she just wants to go back to like, you know, Nicki Minaj. I don't know. But I just felt like so something interesting and, you know, for us to talk about. And I, I feel like it also just is the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And I feel like it doesn't matter how much money, how much fame, nope. how much like, nope. you know, if, if you don't love yourself, if you don't like put yourself to the pedestal that you like, you know, you'll accept anything and not to say that Kevin is anything but like you're saying like you could have had anyone in the world but what does that say about you like the fact that like you felt like it, it, it just the grass isn't always greener and because you have fame wealth money and influence does not mean that you don't go through everyday life issues or real life things yeah, that still happen still to you like you th- this is where you're at and again I just feel like girl if that's your husband that's his past um, and girl you just you gonna have to stick beside him and just shut the hell up stop offering people money stop like you know like this is this is what it is and you just gonna have to shut up and you're gonna have to allow this young queen Jennifer to live in her truth and that's her truth and you no money no no cameo no happy birthday can erase that yeah it's like look like if you love this gentleman and you really want to be with this man that's fine I'm not going to tell somebody that they can't you know be with the person that they love but you have to be a lot more judicious about how you behave and how you conduct yourself amidst all of his all of his crap that he has going on like you need to be a neutral party and I know that right. that's hard to do when you are married to this person and you want to be there for him and you want to support him but if he did what he did then he has to deal with that right and you and, can't you can't involve yourself and again and this will be my last point i like what does that say to your fans that love and listen to you that may have had have been sexually assaulted that may like you know what i mean that may have been in like physical abusive relationships like what does that say to them Exactly. That's just like I, for me. That's uh, I'm gonna just leave it at that. Um, it's so, like I mean, everybody's saying, "Oh, you know, this this is ruining your, her, her legacy and all that," and he's you know he's the problem. I'm like, I'm gonna, no, yeah, he is the problem. But the way that she's conducting herself as well is also a problem, and maybe it will ruin her legacy. I don't know. I don't know what a what a Nicki Minaj album rollout looks like now. I don't know. Do, do I mean I didn't really listen to Queen, but so I'm, you know I'm I'm the far <laughs> and that's not even to be shady. I'm just being realistic with myself. Ooh. Like I'm not even one to. I don't really be listening to to Nikki albums like that, but like the fans that you do have, the Barb's, like what, like what do you, you know? I feel like for the rest of all time now, her career is just going to be smudged. People are going to want to bring this up mm-hmm. in interviews. Like, so how is how are things at home? How how is Mister Petty? How how are you dealing with that? And those questions are fair game because you involve yourself in the situation now. So it's something that people are going to want to know. Whereas if you had just, if you had just like been like, you know what, I'm going to be Switzerland. People probably still would have asked you, but now they wouldn't have had like all this ammo. All of this to talk about. Mm, it's a lot. Um, so yes, Purple Pants Posse, let us know what you think about this situation. The next topic that I am so curious to 
touch on with you is because uh, I know you love comics and I'm, I want to get your opinion on this because I feel like my opinion might be a little different than yours. But Robin, Batman and Robin, uh, recently Robin has come out as bisexual. Uh, Tim Drake, a.k.a. the third Robin, realized he's bi in a newly released issue of Batman Urban Legends number six. In the comic, Tim slash Robin has a light bulb moment wherein he's fighting alongside his friend uh, Bernard Dowd. Um, have you ever had a light bulb moment? Tim wonders in the panel. Like something uh, like something out in the ether has been taunting you, teasing you. Like you're supposed to be on the same page as your brain, but everything doesn't make sense. People ask me what I want, but I couldn't grasp it. Whatever it was, it felt like it was out of reach until now, until right now. Later, Tim catches up with Bernard and... On his porch, I've been doing a lot of thinking about last night, and I don't know what it meant to me, says Tim, but I'd like to find out, which prompts Bernard to reply, I was hoping you would. Tim Drake, do you want to go on a date with me? Then Tim replies, yeah, I think I like it. The story will resume on the next issue coming out in December and marks the first time the Cape Crusader psychic has come out at come out since the character was introduced in the 1940s. Okay, you want me to go first? I want you to go first because I want to hear what you got to say. <laughs> um, I have no problem with this. Um, I'm for, well. First and foremost, I'm not really much of a DC guy. I'm more of a Marvel guy, so I was okay. never going to be reading these comics anyways. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm being like unintentional. Uh, yes. <laughs> This this the casual tea. Drop okay. Listen, this is your platform to tell your truth, baby boy. So yeah, I you know I, I don't really have a you know strong connection with the likes of Batman, Robin, the Joker, Superman, Wonder Woman, all those people. Um, but I have no problem with this. Like, look, comics evolve, and not only do comics evolve, multiple stories are told with the same characters at the same time. It's sort of like you know in the Marvel universe how you can have the Marvel. Ultimate Universe, or you can have the Marvel Uncanny Universe, or you can have the Marvel... uh, I'm blanking. But there are multiple stories and arcs that happen at the same time. It just, you know, finds your flavor. If there are people that are out here like, you know, I don't really like this. I don't don't like... Like, if you're going to be that homophobic, then just read the hundreds and hundreds of other issues of uh, Robin comics where he's straight and, and be boring and bland for the rest of your life. That's fine. I don't have a problem with this because... I think it just goes to show once again this is what what people have been trying to say what queer people have been trying to say for the longest time is that it can be really anybody that you know and queerness is such a large umbrella that you can be turning around and walk, talking to somebody queer and you wouldn't even know it because there really is no signifier sometimes there are if we're being real sometimes you can just look at somebody and be like oh that person gay he gay like, sometimes you can sometimes you can but largely there aren't any it's not a thing that you can just detect by eye right. so I don't have a problem with this. If Robin like to, you know, he want to drop it down, get his eagle on, go ahead, baby boy. Yes, if you want to swing like a little bit, then swing. Like I don't care. I don't care. So I, I love it. I um. So my take on it is a bit more complex in the sense I love the fact that like yes representation it matters um, and like I love the fact that like yes he, he's even coming out as bisexual because I, I oftentimes feel like um, 
people don't really talk about bisexual. And I, I feel like, and especially in the black community, because I can only speak to the community that I know, is that like, even if someone were to come out as bisexual, they're like, oh, no, you gay. No, you and gay, like, yeah. you know, and it's like, I, I feel like sexuality is a spectrum. And it's not like you're like, you know, they, it, there are a multitude of things. You can like whatever you want to like. And who's to say you have to just like one thing. Um, so I love the complexity of this and that he's coming out as bisexual and it's something that's like very innocent and you know yeah I um I was having a conversation with one of my friends and they were telling me that um their husband uh you know who is a supporter of mine um and you know like I never had any issues and, and not like whatever but his remark to it was that like young kids don't need to be reading this and like so that like of course strung a chord with me and it was just like Oh, why not? Like, you know, and I, it's something to like, kids don't need to be exposed to that. Um, because like, you know, it, it, you know, but my thing is like, okay, well, what if that same kid that you're saying shouldn't be exposed to this? What if he had an older brother that's gay? Yep. So that's just like, and again, I don't think that, and again, at further depth in the conversation, I think that my friend educated, um, her husband and I, he got it. But of course, like that's, that's always the knee jerk reaction to people like, Oh, you, I don't want to expose people to this. Like, you know, they should like, they should make up their own mind, but like, okay, but we expose them to sexuality, uh, heterosexuality all the time. It's in their face. Time. It's so stupid. It's Yeah. So I like that's one of my points. Another one of my points. Now, this might not be the more popular opinion. Um, a part of me does not like it. Um, and let me just tell you why. I don't like this in the sense that. Is this D.C. just using gayness, bisexualness to sell comics? Like, a part of me feels that way. Like, not that I don't love what it stands for, but, like, are you just making him gay because you feel like, oh, this is, like, the new wave and, like, we'll get more people. Like, like, a part of me feels like, yes, it's like, is this a marketing strategy? That, like, that, that, and I'm just being honest, that's the first thing that came to my mind, uh, was just like, are you just using the LGBTQ plus community to sell comics? Cause, like you said, are people still buying DC comics or is it Marvel? Like, that, that's, and honestly, like, you know, that's the first well, thing that came People are buying DC oh. comics, you're about to get. Oh, no! Somebody's going to come for you. I'm sure there is one DC fan that is tired of the slander and it's going to be in your mentions this week. <laughs> I'm sure they're coming, but make sure you at Amon already. <laughs> not, not the Bryce Isaiah. But that was that was like honestly my first knee jerk reaction. And I'm like, should I even say that? Because um, like, but you know, that's 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 what I felt. Um, yeah. And I just feel like, again, just reminds me of like Pride Month. And I feel like there are more flags and more places like Target that are selling all of these like merchandise and it's like it's become more of a like oh just wear a flag by this than like less conversations about like intersectionality less conversations about actual you know what I mean like it's just become more of a like a holiday in the sense of like they just want you to spend your money you're not even like getting down in the nitty gritty of like what pride month is supposed to mean like where like I don't know so that that's kind of like what makes me not like it so much uh, because it's like are y'all really doing this for representation did anyone consult with like 
a bisexual person or someone of the LGBTQ plus and like actually like put death into this character and like I, I'm curious to see, know how it will be moving forward or will we just like you know what we want to spice this shit up today and we want to get these headlines like I don't know I, I I part of me feels like it's clickbait I am let me retract what I said before because I guess it technically wouldn't be queer baiting because queer baiting would be hinting at a homosexual relationship and then never actually following through with it, never actually making it a real thing. So that would actually technically be queer baiting. This isn't that because he's literally coming out and saying, I want to go on a date with this guy. Like I'm, I'm interested in you romantically. So it's literally a queer relationship. And I, I, I feel similarly a lot of the time, like, are you just doing this because you want to connect with, you want to use these people as an, you know, as a, as a means to sell comics. But I think, I think because it's still not normal yet, even though we've made significant strides, I think because it's still not normal, every time that this happens in media, we're going to have that reaction. Right. Which is why it just needs to keep happening and happening and happening and happening and happening until people don't even bat their eye at it anymore. Right. So I think that we're just sort of like in that stage where at this point, yeah, you know, and, 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 and it does happen. Like you're definitely right. There are definitely times when it's just, it's literally just a marketing strategy. But even that, even that, well, they do the same thing with the straights, mm. you know, with all of these romances that happen with the straights. It's the same sort of ploy. Um, and sure. we know that there are more sh- straight people than, you know, queer people. Um, so, uh, yeah, you could be using it as a strategy, but are you really going to sell that more, Ooh. many more comics? <laughs> because Ooh, not, I'm pretty not. sure that, like, the queers probably have already been buying into these series anyway because we're just used to not being included so we just buy whatever we can get you know so like mm-hmm. I, yeah so it's it, i feel like I, it's a it's a give and a take you know like yeah there are definitely times where it's just blatant like y'all are just doing this because y'all want to you know stir up some controversy and shake the table but the more and more that it happens the less and less impact it'll yeah. have each time and, and we just have to wait for it and again, I think the positive of this, the imagery of this out definitely outweighs even if this is just like a clickbait, uh, because like, again, representation matters. Like, yes, guess what? Even your superheroes, OK, can be gay, can be on the spectrum. Um, and again, I think that it, it is a great move. And, uh, you know, clearly I'm here for it. However, in the back of my mind, I, if I'm being honest, like I, I honestly did think about that. I was just like, mm-hmm. I would much rather it be something like this where it is explicit that they are that he is going to be dating a man I mean, versus it's, it's, something like Luca, where it is uh, like hinted at, but it never actually is. True, but we won't have to wait until December because it's like, I mean, I, I don't even necessarily know if it's like, why, what, this could just be a bromance. Like, you know, like you can date your friends. Like, I, first of all, anytime you go out with your friends, it's a date. Like, and I feel like, you know, well, I mean, I, but, well, you're I, not, but your friends aren't asking you because I think the guy literally asks Robin, he's like, do you want to go on a date with me? And Robin's like, yes, I think I want that. Like, you don't, you don't have the conversation I mean, with your friends. You just be like, let's go hang out at the movie or something. Like, that's a little different. Okay. <laughs> I mean, imagine he says, I was hoping, like, let, let's just clarify. I was hoping you would, Tim Drake. Do you, Okay. He do say, do you want to go on a date with me? Okay. All right. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Maybe Not you don't. <laughs> yes. Okay. Maybe you're right. But either way, I think that it is like, yes, let's normalize Mm-hmm. being gay let's how about we just let's normalize like who you like 
yeah. date who you want to date. Like, let's normalize that. So, no matter what, no, no matter what it is. So, I'm, I'm, I'm with that. But you know, I just had to just bring my little piece of opinion to you. Um, now, next on the tea kettle, something that we talked about before a little bit. We going, we diving into Jeopardy. Okay, Jeopardy for two hundred. <laughs> the new Jeopardy host, Mike Richard, has come under fire for his sexist, anti-Semitic, and racist comments he made on a podcast that recently resurfaced. Ooh. Richard, who also is the executive producer of Jeopardy, was a defendant in a discrimination complaint during his time at the executive producer on The Price is Right. Richard made several inappropriate comments on the podcast, The Random Show, which he hosted from 2013 to 2014. All 41 episodes, which were available until Tuesday, were reviewed by The Ringer, which found Richard made several inappropriate comments to his co-host and assistants on the show. One episode following a mass iCloud hack in 2014 um, in which intimate photos, of course, I cut it off. Uh, no, here it is. Which intimate photos of famous actresses were leaked? Richard made. Richard asked the two women if they had ever taken nude photos. He then probed for more, asking the co-host to go through their phones and show him images. The Ringer reports, according to the report written by Claire McNear, uh, Richard used several insensitive terms and slurs, including derogatory term for little people um, and those with intellectual disabilities and calling women fat. He also has made several insensitive remarks about Jewish people. Um, and this was the new host that they just announced would be the taking the new host of Jeopardy. Um, and then he quickly made a statement basically saying like I've drawn a lot of negativity to the Jeopardy franchise and effective immediately I'm going to be stepping down um, as the host. However, he's still going to be the executive producer. And now they're on a hunt to find a new co-host. Now, I'm just going to say this and I'm going to just be loud and clear. Where the hell is LeVar? What, like, who is this man? Number one. And why? Like, who is who is this man? Who is he? <laughs> like, I, I, that's just what I want to know. Who this man and why is it not LeVar? this woman. Okay, Harpo. <laughs> Who is this man? Uh, <laughs> like, that's all I want to know. And why is it not LeVar? <laughs> well, you know, I was fully prepared to join in on the chorus of uh, Where the Hell is LeVar Burden uh, chants. Until I saw a tweet from uh, this uh, woman that I follow on Twitter, this comedian, you know, black girl. Her name is Ray Sandy. I don't know if you also follow Ray on Twitter. But she said, um, she was like, y'all really need to admit that LeVar did not really do a good job when he hosted during the trials. Oh, oh. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, okay. I've never seen this take before. The only thing I've been seeing is, you know, positive, you know, people just want him to do it so bad. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should wait until I actually go and watch LeVar in his uh, trial run. Cause I've actually never seen it. I've just been, you know, a blind supporter being like, yeah, of course, LeVar, like reading Rainbow. Come on. Like this is his. His shtick, but I never really saw what he did. So maybe he's actually not the best choice. Maybe that's why he didn't get tapped to do it. Now look, 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 look. look. I am not here. I am uh, not here for I, the Levar. Like who? Who are you? I'm not, that who, is, who is? Who is? It wasn't my word. 
words. They were not my words. It just gave me pause because I was like, you know what, Amon? You haven't even seen it. So do you know if LeVar would be good at it? Because you didn't watch his, <laughs> his stuff. So he could be like not good. So I don't know. I'm going to have to. I should have watched it before the podcast, but I'm going to withhold my judgment. Now, if I go and I sit here and watch LeVar Burton and he's really good at this, I'm going I'm to be like, race it. Like, what are you doing? I'll, I'll hop in her in her adventures uh, immediately and be like, come on now, girl. Come on. Come on. So I will unpopular opinion I did see that tweet and I saw several tweets like it um, that you know maybe he didn't perform as well as people had hoped he performed but here is also my thing can he warm up can we can, can we like like can we give him a chance like you know he might have fumbled the ball a little bit but I mean you know he's a a a a, a black king of a certain age you know you he he been doing this thing a long time however I feel like his resume speaks for itself and that like you know give him a couple more episodes he might have like you know pulled the trigger a little better and been but my thing is like. Harper, who this man that's like, like, like what decision was like, again, maybe they wanted to bring in a younger audience. Okay. Like I just, but I, I was a little disappointed in the fact that, you know, uh, they just brought in another white man. Like I was really hoping that like, you know, it didn't necessarily have to be LeVar Burton. I was hoping maybe it could be a woman. Maybe it could be a Latino ex. Maybe it could be someone of Asian descent. Like I was just hoping that, that we, that, you know, Jeopardy is such a granddaddy staple in so many houses. I really was just hoping like, let's shake it up a little bit. Like let's bring a little more diversity to this. Like let's get somebody that, you know, we don't already see that hosts everything. Like, but again, they just went with a, a heterosexual straight white man and, that again who is he again maybe i'm wrong maybe he do something else like i don't know but i just was like okay y'all gonna go with him and then of course the internet is gonna do the instanets and they pulled up this ish like did y'all not vet him like did y'all not like like they i don't got know that's about it there they got his ass up out of there like people were like Mm-mm, we're not doing this today and drudged up all this stuff and jeopardy was like oh we don't want no smoke so right and uh-huh. I, I don't even think he ever even got to host as the actual like host. I know he get he served as a guest host, but I don't even think he ever like recorded as he the did. actual. Oh, he did. Okay, okay, he, he did. did. He did. Like I think they said that he because people don't they're, they're they're getting ahead of it now because they don't want to be pissed off when the season premieres and his ass is right there. But they were like, we are we have no choice other than to just go ahead and air the few episodes. Like he he shot them in one day. He shot gotcha. them all in one day. And then he got fired after that. <laughs> so, but they have to do it because, of course, it's not fair to the contestants that end up winning. Right. To continue on, they need to make sure that they show who these people are um, with these first couple episodes. So, mm. but then he'll be out of here. So I don't know who they're going to choose. I wonder if it will be Lavar. Lavar was being shady though because he tweeted like maybe like an hour after the Ooh. news broke. He was like, "Happy Friday, y'all." Ah! <laughs> See, that's my level of pettiness. I love it. But listen, Amai, your homework assignment is you got to go back and watch an episode and uh, you got to report back to the posse the next time we record Casualty. So that is your official homework assignment. Okay, I will go and I will watch LeVar Burden host Jeopardy and I'll be back with my with my findings. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so keeping the, the tea rolling, 
um, you know, I had to, you know, anything with the Ball Brothers, I'm going, I'm going to talk about. And um, recently, you know, my baby, my baby boy, Lamelo Ball, okay, uh, is in the headlines. He first of all just shot an amazing photo shoot with like I think is Sports Magazine or GQ Sports, one of them things. And um, he just had some dope photos. Um, and Lamelo Ball was spotted out with and uh, what was the girl name? Uh, Hannah Montana. <laughs> Anna Montana. Oh, okay. Anna Montana, who I believe she is like an Instagram. I don't know. She grew one of them Instagram models. Something like I don't really know what her catalog is because I really wasn't checking for her because the uh, the caption didn't read Lamelo Ball spotted out with Bryce Isaiah. Okay, so I wasn't really checking for the girl. However. What first of all, Lamelo is nineteen. Uh, Hannah Montana is thirty-two. First of all, that for me, I, that just makes me smile because it's like, oh, okay, Hannah Montana. Wait, what's Anna Montana? She's older than me, so like you know, maybe I would have a chance with a Lamelo Ball. Maybe I would have a chance with a G Leaguer. Maybe I would have a chance with somebody that's on the summer league. If y'all listening, what's up? <laughs> the DMs are open. Okay. <laughs> Um, but what I did not like and why I am actually bringing this to the, the T is, um, well, one, cause it saddened me cause I'm like, you know, but anyway, uh, I didn't like the ageist comments that I was see like the, the people in the comments were really going in, um, on this young lady, like she's too old to be with LaMelo, like LaMelo needs to be with somebody, um, his age and did it like, there was just a lot of like ageist comments and I'm just like, Hmm. Now, if this were the other way around and uh, like the, the star was uh, if LaMelo were 32 and this young lady was 19, nobody would even be talking about it. So I'm just like, what y'all not going to do is like try to make this seem like, oh, you know, she just out to like. And so I guess the issue is what I what is b- being brought to my desk is that there is another uh, young basketball star by the name of PJ Washington. And he was with uh, another uh, a young lady named Brittany Renner. Um, and she was a little bit older than him. And like, you know, I guess PJ was really in love with her. And, you know, she had this baby. And after uh, this is alleged, this is this is what been brought to my desk. This is from what I've heard from my council of sports people, aka my friend Sarah and my friend Joey. They said that uh, after she had this baby, she left him, and PJ is now paying her two hundred thousand dollars in child support. And essentially, she, they're saying that she was just like, "Oh, I I never really wanted to be with you. I just I I, I wanted to check." And, you know, there's video of PJ, like, really going online saying how much he loved her. And, like, you know, so they are basically saying to LaMelo, like, be careful. You don't want to be in the same situation. But, um, okay, well, y'all can say that to any famous person that's dating anybody. Like, I don't know. I just didn't like the ages thing where they're like, oh, she's 32. LaMelo, like, but if this was a guy and he was with a 19-year-old, which half of any of the rappers, any entertainment person, there's always a huge age difference. And a lot of the times it's the male being older. But why is it when... The female happens to be older. Uh, wh- why she got to be a gold digger? Why, like, I don't know. I ain't like all of that stuff. And, you know, I'm not here for the LaMelo ball slander. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's tough because, 
you I mean, I think it always gives people pause, you know, whenever there are huge amounts of money that are involved and fame is involved and clout is involved. Like it's something that celebrities talk about all the time as to whether or not, like, do people really see me for me or do you just see the stars in your eyes? And that's that's, you know, that's why you're here. Well, let's and I'm, I just want to be clear. <laughs> Lamello, I see you for Lamello. Okay, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Anna, she went to Twitter and she was like, look, do you not know that I have my own money? Like, I don't need him for anything. Um, Come like, on. I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm you know, like, that y'all can, y'all can chill with that. Um, so like, I, and I hear that and I, and I hear her for that. And I, and I you know, I, I typically believe her, but I also understand why people are like, well, yeah, you might have Instagram money, but you don't have oh oh, oh. <laughs> so, and, oh. Let's, and let's not act like dating oh. a huge baller is not going oh. to raise your profile you know it's still going to you're, you're still the one that's benefiting the most as far as stature is concerned right. um that more, more so than he you even being linked to him right now you're like you've gone up 500,000, 50,000 followers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. girl, like, I mean, I do get that. Uh, so, I, yeah. But I, and I think that, but like, but, but that does, and that can, but I also feel like two things can be true, right? Like, that's my favorite thing to say nowadays. Yeah. It's like two things can be true. Like, she can, cause like, I, she's not dumb. Like, if you, if you are, we're all trying to date rich people, are we not? <laughs> like, like, if you, if you find somebody that, you really enjoy being around and they make you feel good and you make them feel good and you enjoy each other's company and you're falling in love with them and they got money? Then what's the problem? Like, just <laughs> they go for it. Like, I don't know why. No, like, like, I understand that 19 and 32, those are two separate stages of life. Those are I mean, I, people like to say that age is nothing but a number. I don't typically believe that. Like, I'm not saying that it can't happen. I'm not saying that they can't be involved. But I, I understand the apprehension that people have because like, when I, like, I am way different now at 27 years of age than I was at 19 years of age. So I can only imagine what I'm going to be like in five years when I'm 32. So it's, uh, you know, like she's essentially dating a a college freshman when she would have been out of college at this point for 10 years. You know, it's so it's it's (laughs) so it's like, what do you guys have to talk about? What do you guys don't 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 do that? No, listen, like, okay, so let me ask you this right now. Which (laughs) like, what's the youngest person you would date? Well, I always I've always maintained the stance that I would typically only try to stay within five years. So that's either five years below five years above um but i've also said like if something happens with somebody no matter what age they are and i am like and we are in love then i don't give a damn so like i'm never one to shut myself out of an experience which is why like i'm not demonizing her for it but there are i feel like there are hurdles that you have to jump over in order to be with somebody that is that far out of your age range and that's the same thing for him like i i think it's i think it goes both ways i don't think it's just a thing on her end i think it's a thing on his end as well like there is a lot more maturation that he still has to go through that she's true, already gone through. True, true. But I also want to say I ran track in high school. So what's up? Where are her to wait? I'm gonna jump over it. <laughs> so no, I I do I do agree. I oftentimes like think of where I'm at in my life, and um, there like recently I try. I don't want to be spilling all my tea, but recently like you know with it, like there was like a gentleman that like I was like you know entertaining. Uh, they were like interested in pursuing me, and there was a bit of an age difference, and um that 
like bothered me because I'm just like for me I'm just like what would people say like you know like and my he was in his 20s I'm in my 30s but like for me I like was really like mm, it's the optics and that really be in my true like we weren't we just dated we weren't even in a relationship however I I let that be known like I was like telling him like it's bothersome to me and um I felt like when we decided to end it um and mind you first of all <laughs> Am I the only person that do an exit interview? Like, uh, if I'm in a relationship with you, like, I like to know what you're thinking. I like to know your thoughts and, like, you know, and we're still friends. And <laughs> so, exit interview. Yes, I did an exit interview and I was, like, just curious, like, you know, like, what do you think some of the hurdles were? Um, I don't, maybe that's weird. I don't know. Because uh, I want to know. Like, I'm I'm always, I, I love to pick people's mortem. brains. Yes. <laughs> he was like, um, what he, he was just like basically like you never let the age thing go and he was like I really felt like um I couldn't be myself because I felt like you had you had already created the standard that I could never meet because of like there was an age difference and I was like mm, that's deep uh, mm. so I just say that like yeah I don't necessarily like for me where I'm at in my life like you know um and I'm all about manifesting and I'm all about like you know I don't a lot of the times like I do things like what that gentleman said that like I set a bar that I know the person can't reach because so like I know it will never work out so I could be like mm, told you so however like where I'm at in my life is like I, I want to manifest love I want to manifest a relationship and I don't want to put any like deterrence on it so for real for real like I, I want to meet the person who they are now mind you like I, you do need to be a certain age but like I don't want to make that a factor I feel like if we connect and we vibing I'm gonna go with the vibe yeah, I mean, you know, and that's, and I feel that. And like, that's, which is why I've always, like I said before, I think that, you know, no matter what happens for me, I just want it to, like, if it's, if it's happening, I just want to be happy in that moment and not necessarily be, you know, right. brought down by all of the unnecessary factors. Um, and I think, I think, you know, as civilians, as non-celebrities, we typically are surrounded by people just the way that society is set up. We're typically surrounded by people that tend to be around the same age that we are. Um, you know, sometimes people, you know, whether or not it's in school, you know, you're, you're going to school with people that are your age, you know, you enter the workforce, you're probably entering around an entry level where people that are also around your age are at like and you travel through life typically with people that are a part of your generation. Now with celebrities, your world is opened up a lot more because you, you know, you're just, you're surrounded by all types of people right. and your money gives you access to certain spaces that civilians wouldn't have. So it opens you up to <laughs> not civilians, <laughs> non-celebrities. I, yes, I, I get your, it. your, 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 you know, your money gives you access and you start meeting more people than you probably would not meet if you weren't at the level that you were at. So that's why there are so many celebrities that date people that are way younger or way older than them because they have, Th their lives are drastically different from ours. It's you know it's like Priyanka right, Chopra so and, connect, and, yeah. and and Nick uh, Nick Jonas. Like he's like what twenty? I think he's my age, twenty seven, and she's now thirty something. Like she, so, you know it happens. So right, you know, I, yeah, I, I'm not shitting on it, but like I understand why. 
I mean, because he's he's a baby. He really is. No, I get it. And he's like, I get it. And I I can see it from more people just being protective of like, you are a young rising star. And like anyone that anyone that will be associated with him, they're going to go through this type of scrutiny just because he is like who he is, the family that he's from. And he's like such a good ball player. So I get it. Um, it makes sense. However, I just I ain't really like them coming for her age because uh, she close to my age. And, and best believe it, if LaMelo La <laughs> La La Ball sent a jet for me, Chad, you never see me again. Okay. <laughs> Ever. See, like, nobody needs to be coming for her age. Like, she's right. not, she's not old. Like, it's, 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 the, it's just the gap. That's, right. That's where the but conversation should focus. Not necessarily about like how old she is or how young he is. Right. That makes sense what I'm trying to no, say. No, I get it. But, um, so I definitely had to put that on the teapot for this week. And we got a lot of other topics to touch on, but I feel like the last casualty we'll get into before you give us the big brother update. Um, I just wanted to put Destiny's Child on here because y'all know I stand for a Destiny's Child. Now, recently, the Instagram Internets went crazy uh, because on <laughs> it's, it's for me it's the stuff that uh that like the fans interpret and make it go crazy. So we all know Beyonce just recently did uh, an article. I don't know if it was with Vogue Essence. Anyway, she Harper's basically Har- yes. Come on, come on. Come on with the facts. <laughs> she recently did an interview with Harper's Bazaar and alluded to the fact that she's working on new music. Yes, where is the music at? Um, and another thing, which it doesn't really have to do with Destiny's Child, I loved what Beyonce said in that uh, that interview where she was like, I'm not in competition with my past anymore. Um, I'm going to just focus on living my life. And like, I, like I, I just, oof, I just felt that. And also she was like, you know, for 32 years, I've followed every rule. I've done everything that I was supposed to do. And now it's time for me to break the rules. Okay, come on, Beyonce. You better pre- preach. I'm here for that. So, in that interview, she alluded to the fact that she's working on the music and, child, if anybody knows the Queen Bee, child, she'll work on some, like, we won't hear nothing from her and all of a sudden she drops. Now, mm-hmm. on the Twisters, okay, uh, which is run still by Matthew Knowles, um, Side Eye, uh, you know, he is still the current manager of Destiny Child. Um, and, let me just give you a little backstory. I, I need another Destiny Child reunion. And I'm saying I need it before. Now, mind you, at like a couple of years ago, it was before I was 30. I needed a Destiny Child reunion because like, child, I didn't want to be that gay black man 30 at the Destiny Child concert twerking the bootylicious. Uh, but <laughs> why not? I mean, I don't know. I just feel like I don't know. So now I'm saying I need it before I'm 40. OK, because I don't want to be that 40 year old gay man twerking the bootylicious, even though. Why not? I don't know about other 40 black gay men like (laughs) twerking the booty wishes. Ain't nobody nobody young gonna be there. They don't know who this new shout is. I'm, keep, keep it cute, okay? Keep it cute. Younger. Okay. Younger. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, like, I want it in my prime. I want it now. I need this Destiny Child reunion, okay? It's been over, like, 20 years since, like, they dropped their last album, Destiny Fulfilled. Like, come on, y'all. Get it together. Anyway. <laughs> Even though, child, you know, I'll be the 60-year-old gay man twerking the bootylicious. When I, so, anyway, that doesn't matter. Um, so, on the Twitters of the Destiny's Child that is run by Matthew Knowles and his camp, uh, they literally just updated the background photo. Uh, so, not their main photo, but, you know, like the background photo. They just put an updated photo of Destiny's Child. And, mind you, it wasn't even updated. It was, like, from 2006, them at, like, a Grammy party, uh, which... 
conveniently enough uh, that when that photo came out, I like made that like my background of like my work computer at the time. But anyway, I d- d- that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> the fans went crazy. I don't know if y'all seen that like new Nene Leaks gif of her like running. Um, and um, anyway, the fans just went crazy. They just like was like, tell me you about to drop an album without telling me you about to drop an album. Like the, the fans are just like, oh my God, Destiny's Child is coming back. This is a sign. Beyonce says she's working on your music. And then a week later, Destiny's Child updates the background of their Twitter. That must mean a new album is coming out. And so mind you, when I saw that Destiny's Child was trending, you know, I, maybe, maybe or not, I do have a Google alert on Destiny's Child. Don't judge me. But when I saw that they were trending, <laughs> I went to see what all the buzz was and I was like oh my god like what like I didn't I didn't necessarily put one and two together one I didn't put one and one to get two together however it was making me excited then child here come Matthew knows okay first of all you know Matthew knows is the father of Beyonce uh, and you know there have been some alleged shady dealings uh, through other members of the group i.e. Latoya Latavia i.e. Michelle and Kelly um, i.e. Beyonce even has separated herself from her father um, he's no longer her manager however the one hold that Matthew has on the girls is that he is still the manager of Destiny Child which also leads me to believe that like we may never get a Destiny Child album because I don't feel like Beyonce would ever put an album out under Matthew um just in whatever that's her dad she love him but like you know but the fans in uproar like oh my god so here go Matthew knows make I don't know if he does a press conference but for me it's just like something I didn't yeah girl and and this is the part that is like that takes me out why are you speaking on this (laughs) so he made a a comment to say that like there is like there is like Destiny Shot is not working on new music they're not coming out with an album and that essentially like this was just a routine update on their Twitter so okay. uh, like what was the point of that now here again so mind you the fans are even saying the fact that he went out to dispute it for them that's even more confirmation that Destiny Child is working on something I don't know for me I just feel like that's just Matthew being thirsty trying to soak up any limelight that he can get and like but like why do you why did you feel the need to make a, a to comment on this like just like if Destiny Child is trending for not anything bad actually for something good let it like let it just go on the fact that you want to come out and be like no they're not working on an album I'm shutting the rumor down and this is just a routine of you know somebody from my company like just updating the Destiny's Child page could Matthew always be doing this like, <laughs> a couple of years ago didn't he like have like some people in his office touring his office and he has a photo of um, this really big ass uh portrait of Beyonce with the twins in her lap and some fan took a picture of that and then it leaked and mm. and then like whenever the whole thing with um Beyonce, Solange and Jay-Z went down in that elevator he called it a publicity stunt like he's always just like he he he's ashy <laughs> like I don't know what other <laughs> word to, to use like he's just always like this so it doesn't surprise me that he would jump into this conversation I don't know but I think I probably tend to agree with you about a Destiny's Child album ever coming out because of the fact that Matthew is around. I don't know. I I feel like one thing that Beyonce doesn't like to do nowadays is repeat herself. So I don't know if she would want to go through all of that BS again with her dad, even with all of the stature that she has. 
I think that this is more indicative of just B7. I think that's probably what's going to happen. I I, I don't know how I feel about a B7, but I, I, I don't know how I feel about a B7, but I would be why? here for it. I, I just, I don't know. For me, like, again, I love Destiny Child when it was like Latoya and Latavia, y'all moved on, and now Destiny Child is Kelly and Michelle, and, uh, Kelly, Beyonce, and Michelle, and that's just what I want. However, what I what I do agree with you is that I do think if they were to put out another album, I really do think they would go by the name DC3 or DC7 to avoid having to use the name Destiny Child and get away from Matthew. Or just... Yeah, exactly. You DC three, whatever the hell. But or I mean, just have I, like a bunch, or it could just, be, or it could just be something as as simple as features on. B7. Okay, okay, okay. I'm here for that. But keep the main core of Kelly because listen, I I live for a Michelle Bridge. Okay, I live for a Michelle Bridge, and I uh, yeah, Bridge. Okay, I love the way you are. Okay, uh, <laughs> let me cater to you, cause baby, this is your day. Do anything for my man, baby, uh, blow me away. I got your dinner, dinner, your dessert, dessert, and so much more. I wanna give my love, my strength. My will to you, cause that's the least I can do. Let me cater to you. Through the good, the bad, the ups and the downs, I'll still be here for you. Let me cater to you. You are. Okay. Um. <laughs> Emotion. Yeah, that I need, I need you. Where, Where you go? I need a soul. I like that boy over there. He looking strong tonight. Mm. That one, I I don't know why. Wait. He don't know. He, my girls be like that one. Uh, uh, okay. Anyway, I live for. Listen, she really is the queen of the bridge. The okay, the bridge. listen. You better pay the toll, bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, wait. And what's the survivor one? Uh, I'm a survivor. After all of the darkness and sadness, soon comes happiness. happiness. If I surround myself with positive things, I'll gain prosperity. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna give up. For and what first of all what you first of all what you is gonna stop doing that raspy ashy voice woman you wanna put some respect on Michelle's voice that's but, what she sound like okay. I'm looking for it <laughs> I'm not gonna respond to that um, <laughs> but this is the last thing that I would say is that Matthew Knowles is from the old school of the music industry and so the fact that he would go on record to refute that there are possible music coming for me is it really is kind of like a confirmation because that's him being like oh no I don't want to be I don't want to make Beyonce mad and the fans know let me go out here and say it's not happening like I don't know that's just what I get from it because like why do you feel the need to say something because it's Matthew <laughs> but that's I'm just saying like I just feel like girl you trying to cover up something but like I just I don't know so for me maybe it's just me being hopeful and that I just want it to come true so I'm just like whatever but I just feel like Matthew is just messy in that sense of like he's just like oh I'm gonna they won't suspect it if I come out and say it's not happening but, I definitely think that something is happening where there is smoke there is fire I don't know if it's as if it's as ambitious as a full, fully fledged Destiny Child album, I don't know that. But a couple of months ago, there was also a. Um, uh, did you hear that audio that I think it was Michelle posted on her on Twitter of the girls um, from her book were, checking in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were all just talking, and 
Beyonce even alluded in that video, in that in that audio leak that she was, you know, working on music. Like she was in the studio. Kelly was at home making chicken soup, <laughs> and Michelle was doing whatever the hell she was doing. Promoting so like, her book, checking in. Right. So she like the, uh, Beyonce. There's something is coming. Something is coming. She just shot all that footage for her rodeo Ivy Park line. Like something's coming. It's happening. Uh, I think we want that, that probably will involve Destiny's Child in some capacity. We want um, an album now. Let's just be clear. <laughs> you know, I I don't think that I need one. Like, I mean, I look look I'm not, I will turn this podcast upside down. Look, I would stand like anybody else if they give it to us. Of course, I'm going to be listening to it. We're going to know all the words like the following morning. Like, we all going to know it. Like, I'm going to be there with y'all. I, I I guarantee you that. But like, I also like don't like they have. They are one of the most successful girl groups of all time where they are at right there with this legacy is fine by me if they never release another thing i would not give a damn because of what they have left for us behind the way did you see what we just did just based off of just michelle's bridges do you see what we just what we just did to we like like come on like i don't think the legacy stands on its own now yes it would be lovely if they gave us something else but i don't need it i don't i don't need it i want it i don't need it you know, Here, here's the thing. I don't need another TLC album, uh, <laughs> uh, but I need another Destiny Child album. Uh, and I feel like they are still intact. There's not many female groups that, is that like that are still intact. They are sisters that, like, for life. They are they are sisters for life, but like vocally still intact. Like you know what I mean. Like sometimes, like you said, like if people were to drop an album, it's like oh, don't 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 like don't tarnish the legacy like for instance escape when escape did that whole big tour and then the other girls really wanted to uh they wanted to do like more music and candy was like i don't really want to like touch our legacy like i could get that from an escape and um and then the other girls went on to put on out an ep and it was called escape but it was just like x c p e uh but i just feel like destiny child is still here they're still present and they're still a force and it's like i i, I don't know and i mean even the more i'm talking about it man, I would even probably be open for a DC seven album as well. Like I just, I, I don't know. I'm just here for it and I want it. Um, and I want it okay. now. You're, you're, you're turning me around a little bit. Like I am sort of just like imagining listening to new harmonies. Right. Together. Come on. Can you imagine what, can you imagine the bridge that we would get from Michelle? Ooh. Especially with all of the, all of the, I'm through the, with the it. I'm, that we I'm through with it. I'm through with show. it. Like, I just feel like, all, like they'd, they'd be so in on all the jokes and all the memes. Yes. All the stuff that we have, like, talked about with them. Like, I wouldn't even mind, like, a little Solange feature. Okay. Or like, just bring the whole family together to be Come honest. on. At this point, get get Jules and Blue Ivy on the track, too. Like, you yes. know, let's, yes. let's, let's get it together. So I'm here for, like, I just, I, again, for me, it's just the fact that they are still here. Okay, time is like I say, time is of the essence. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. They've made they've maintained themselves as black queens. There's never any drama around them. There's never like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like it's time. We want it like and we want it now. Like, I want it. Like, I want to like I want to drive in my car and like roll my window down. The world is going through some shit, right? Yes. And I could like really pull us together would be. Yes. So Matthew, like, shit the fuck. This okay. <laughs> yes, Matthew, go somewhere. <laughs> I just can't, but like, I like, 
for me, it's like trying to like I, the fact that Matthew was like, hmm, I need to put out a statement. Like, really? <laughs> like, sir, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and take care of your four year old child that you have. <gasps> what? Child, you don't know Beyonce and Solange got like three sisters. What? <laughs> and child, the mother is like 27. Listen, what? Listen, uh, Aman, where have you been? Yeah, you don't, you don't remember, mind you, and then mind you, Beyonce Solange got an older sister that's like maybe in their 30s and child was reaching out to them like via social media a couple of years ago. Girl, where you been? What? Yes, Miss Tina. Oh, well, listen, Beyonce's internet for a reason because that I found I haven't found none of that shit. Like, yeah, I haven't seen any of that. That mm-hmm. and he got like a three year old with like an Instagram model. Mm, truth be told, listen. So Matthew, go sit wow. down and run like music world music. Okay, I think that was the name of their his record label back in the day. Yeah, go oh. take care of your child before you start taking care of Destiny's. Come on. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, um, I know we just we just went on a rant. Um, give us a little um, Big Brother scene. Now, let me also ask you this, because, you know, the casualty was incepted for Big Brother. Uh, but this is what I want to know. Why it seem like that people be hating on Derek? Let like let me know, because I met I was out and about not too long ago. And somebody was like, uh, are you watching Big Brother? And I'm like, you know, I love Derek. And they were like, Derek. I'm like, oh, what's the tea? Why? <laughs> Why they so, not feeling Derek? I don't even remember where we left off the last time. Um, but the cookout is still intact. They are still oh. the main alliance of the house. They are running the house pretty much. Um, well, at least half of them are running the house. Now, I think the, the what you're probably getting from fans about Derek is that he uh, he's a lovely person. He's funny. He's got a great personality. But he uh, he's not a very good Big Brother player. He doesn't really tend to do a lot in the game he's sort of like a goat someone that you drag to the end for the easy win he doesn't really have any moves to his name he pretty much is just a number for the cookout and on top of that he really 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 overuses the word bitch in reference to women he has called tiffany a bitch like probably 10 times in less than a minute like it's just been and it's and it's in a it's in a disparaging way, and I know that there's like always been a dialogue about black men and how they have like this prox or um excuse me gay men and how they have this proximity to femininity and how that pro- like that gives them like a pass to use the word. And I am far from someone like far from the person to be like don't ever use the word bitch. Like I'm, I am fully aware that bitch can be used in so many ways that it's not derogatory, but it is specifically with Derek F. Like he disparagingly uses it against Tiffany and it's just a really really not good and it just turns a lot of people off and mm. Tiffany is definitely no no stranger to controversy herself like she will get into arguments and she will piss people off she doesn't necessarily handle conversations when it comes to like game talk in the best manner so I totally understand frustration with Tiffany but you don't need to be calling her types any type of bitch like ev like it's every time. It's literally every time. Like any, every time we talk about Tiffany, the word bitch comes out. And so mm. people are just really, really turned off by that. And like I said, he's just not really, he doesn't really have a lot of agency in the game. He's just not, um, he's just not a good, he's not a good big brother player, which is mm. fine. Everybody needs to go on the show and be great. You know, it, that's just, it's just, it doesn't happen that way, but he's just not, 
He's just, yeah, he's not, I don't want to see him win. I'll, I'll say that. Oh, know. okay. I, I will gladly, you know, I don't hate the guy at all. Like, I still think that he's great, and I can't wait for him to get back. So, and hopefully I get to meet him in person, and we can, I can, and I will sit here and, and ha-ha, kiki with him and tell him to his face. Like, now, Derek, like, come on now. Like, you know that you were effing up in that house. You know you were. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel mm-hmm. like he's probably someone that will be pre- receptive to a conversation like that. So, yeah, he's just, uh, that's probably why you're getting a lot of that ire. But aside from that, cookout is still intact. We are in week two of another twist in which, you know, they get to win powers in the game. At this point in time, it's looking like either Claire, who is one of two of the remaining white women in the house, or DX, who is the um, East Asian male in the house, are going to leave this week, meaning that the cookout are going to be going into next week, week seven, with... Six out of nine players. Oh my god! So it is looking like the cookout is going to win this season. Like I feel like oh. it's very if they if 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 they can't figure out a way to get our first black winner when there are six out of nine people left in that house, then I don't know what to say. So <laughs> like, Big brother has Big brother has never had a black winner. Depends on who you ask. Some people like to include Celebrity Big Brother, and then they'll say Tamar Braxton. Tamar, okay. I don't necessarily like to include Celebrity Big Brother because that is a three-week season as opposed to a three-month season. Um, so it's it's a little different from yeah, me. no, it's just a little different. So I'm with you on that. No, mm. we have not had a black winner yet in two, mm. two seasons. Mm, mm, so this is mm, the first mm. time that it actually could happen. Now, I will say this week a lot. It's been like a lot of conversation that I've been a part of on Twitter. I mean, lots of people have been calling me all types of names because I've never really been one to need all of the cookout to be final six. Mm. I've never, I, I feel like I wanted them to be in jury. I wanted them all to be in jury because once you get six people in jury, um, at the very least, five of them will be casting votes. If one of them is in the the final two, which means that's an automatic win. So that's kind of like where I've been with it. Um, Now there are some black folk that want to just see strictly six black people in the end. And that's it. Because then it just guarantees the fact that one of us will win. Um, And I will say that watching the feeds last week, Xavier, one of the black gentlemen in the house said, you know, we already made history by getting all of us here to jury. I say that we just I think that it's that it behooves us to just continue making history and get to final six. Like, can you imagine just mm. what a statement that would be after 22 seasons? Mm. None of us have ever made it this far like this. Can you imagine just a house full of nothing but black people? I think mm. that's something that we need. And the way that he portrayed that message, I was like, you know what? I feel that now. Mm. I feel that. I didn't feel it before because I just, I just wanted us to win. That's all right. I really cared about. I just want I want I want a black winner in the in the winner circle. That's what that's all I need. But now but he's saying like, no, we don't, we ain't just gonna win. Let's dominate. Like like let's, let's end with a mm, I, ooh, let's come on, make a real statement. Let's let's force people to watch six black people mm. in the house. I just no got chills. Ass. And yeah, exactly. And he, I felt the same way. I was like, you know what? All right, you know what? Yeah, let's. Let's get, let's see, let's do this. And so like, mm. I caught a lot of heat last week because when we were voting for people to receive money to buy potential powers in the game, I was rooting for Derek X, the Chinese guy, to get some money because the way I saw it, like I out of any of the non cookup members, he's probably the one that I like the most. I don't really care for a lot of the other people in the house. Not that I hate them or anything, but he's one that I actively root for. And I was like, there's no harm in giving this guy some money because he's not going to win. Even if he's sitting in the final two, if he's sitting next to a cookup member, he's going to lose. Like you're not going to win. So just like, what's the point? 
going and you know what's what's the harm in keeping him a little bit longer and a lot of people got in my ass about that saying like oh you're a which i'm not going to use the word um calling me all types of stuff because of that um and it was it, it was it was kind of hard for me because i was like i don't know why this means that i'm anti-black just because i'm rooting for a guy to get some money for a power that he might not even win which even if he does win it he's not going to win the game um so i cut a lot of heat for that and after listening to what xavier had to say i still don't agree with the way that people came at me but i understand a little bit more why it is important of a cultural statement to make just to have nothing but black people in that house so mm-hmm. i want to see it happen i do um and it's and it's so and we're so close. We're so close. We at this point in time, we do have a bit of a tenuous situation where Xavier is on the block right now because of one of the twists. It was like a random draw. He ended up being the unlucky person to end up on the block. But Claire, one of the last white women in the house, is on the block next to him. So it really just comes down to the veto. As long as as long as there's not two cookout members on the block, I don't really care because the cookout will control the votes and send the non cookout member out. So. That's where we're at now. Um, and we're getting juicy. down to the wire. Yeah. Yes. It's, we've never had this before. It's very, it's very exciting. I'm here for the cookout. Okay. Yes. So you will have to come back and report and give us the tea on the cookout. But, um, I, yeah, I feel like this is an amazing casual tea episode. I feel like we just went through the highs, <laughs> the lows. I didn't cussed you out okay for destiny's child slander uh but yes so uh thank you so much for coming back well what you what you got cooking what you've been up to like where can the people check you out what you got going on you can find me as always i'm on adwin i um, am also on twitch the same name where i am currently going through harry potter and the goblet of fire so if you want to come and get your wizarding world on with me you can check me out on mondays I try to do Mondays and Wednesdays, but with my new work schedule, it's it's hard. Um, but definitely Monday nights, you can always catch me reading some Harry Potter. And of course, Drag Race All-Star 6 is still in the thick of it. I still have not seen the latest episode, but I'm pretty much getting spoiled now because I keep seeing all these tweets about Silky Nutmeg and Nosh. So I don't know what happened, but apparently she turned it out. So you can find me giving coverage for that over at RHAP as well. Yes. And on that note, <clears throat> we are out. But before we go... <clears throat> If you can't make me say ooh, like the beat of this drum, why you ask for some? You don't really want me If you can't make me say ooh, ooh, okay, I was giving you all the live version, okay? <laughs> we out. Me. Ooh, can you keep, okay, bitch, let it go, because I'm about to. <laughs> Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky, freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be. And we are on to this week's freak of the week. Oh! Come on! Oh, oh, oh! Oh, 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 yes. And this week's Freak of the Week is none other than our beautiful queen, Lizzo. She recently released a new song with Cardi B, Rumors. Um, It's a little jam, okay? I definitely added it to my Plane Ride playlist. Um, They released a video. Love it. It's a, definitely a jam. 
However, um, after they released the video and the song came out, uh, maybe like a week later, Lizzo went on Instagram Live and really kind of broke down. Um, And she really just was saying that she's tired of being criticized. Um, And it's like, you can criticize me for my music, but like, why do you have to criticize me personally? And we all know uh, Lizzo is a, a plus size, beautiful woman. And, you know, she flaunts her body as she should and really tries to give positive imagery to our plus size women and like lets people know that like we're not one size fits all okay and you can be beautiful and voluptuous and you know she just really was saying that most days she can take it however she just really felt like a lot of the hate that she was getting the body shaming it really takes a toll on her um and you know she doesn't always share this side of her normally she just takes it and rolls with it but you know she just really wanted to share with us that like words matter you know you you can i'm a human being i I read the negative comments and i see it and you know she just talked about how she feels like black women in this industry just have it so hard they're always critiqued the hardest people always have negative things to say about them they don't get they just do's and you know watching the the lizzo video really kind of just broke my heart because i just am like here is this woman that in my mind I, i i feel like she's beautiful and i feel like she's always showing us that like like you know she like listen the big girls in here we doing it okay this the of uh, the year the big girls listen rep your set and just to know that even though as positive as she can be you know she still suffers she still feels like she's not good enough she still feels like you know people are constantly you know just being like people just being nasty on the internet for no reason and so i of course here at the purple pants podcast we promote and encourage live in the skin that you are in no matter there there is no body shaming here whatever size you come that's the size we gonna love on and so I really wanted to make Lizzo the freak of the week to celebrate this black queen and to let her know that no matter what these haters is doing what these people know that your light shines so bright and you are a shining example to other young women other young black women out there uh, to how to rise above and how to truly be a queen and I just I love Lizzo I love her music I was introduced to her maybe about like four years ago when she had dropped her original album I'm like yes who is this I'm I'm here for it so I just wanted to send some love and light to our beautiful sister Lizzo don't let them haters get you down and if they do girl send them on a spicy bricey because you know I cuss up Mm, don't play with me Yes, love the skin that you in, no matter what size you are, whether if you were a one or you were 1,000, listen, love the body that you're in. You only get one body. And like I said earlier in the church announcements, we're so hard on ourselves, okay? The world is mean enough, and we're even harder on ourselves. And so speaking positivity into any and everyone and know that you is beautiful, okay? Let them haters say what they're going to say, okay? Let them talk them rumors and you live your best life. If Lizzo is our freak of the week, that means we are coming to an end of another amazing podcast. Let's talk about it, y'all. I am so thankful for your support. Thank you so much for listening, showing your baby boy some love. I appreciate it, but listen, okay? If you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to the Purple Pants Podcast. 
We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. Baby, we are there. You know my uncle Pookie. Okay. He right listen, he was in Delaware this weekend. Okay. So listen, he out there in Delaware. You can get the subscription out the trunk of his car. Okay. Write a review. Give your baby boy some five stars and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that I'm on vacation. Cause it's a it's a, it's a, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. Ooh. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants, it's the purple pants.